0: Go and make disciples of all nations. This is our mission. What's up? It's Joe Malendras, and welcome to the Mission Driven Podcast. This podcast is designed to assist you in discovering and living God's mission. For your life, man. I'm so glad you're joining us today, y'all. The world is in a new season. It's just so different right now. Um, for most, it's very challenging with multiple hardships, from sickness uh, to loneliness to uh, financial struggle. You know, we're even praying for for justice and for racial reconciliation and peace in our world. And sometimes it feels like there's a cloud of darkness kind of covering our world. Have you ever felt like that during this time? There's just like, you're in this cloud. Well, I love the quote from the movie, the dark night. I'm a big Batman fan and it is the night is darkest just before the dawn. But I promise you the dawn is coming. So y'all, we have to pray our way through this season. We have to know that as long as we have Jesus, we have hope Can I get an amen? It's so important that during this trying time, we lead ourselves, our friends, our family, even people we don't know well. I've been looking at myself personally as a leader, asking the question, am I a good leader? How can I be a better leader? I'm open right now to seeking new ways to improve, to become better to be who God called me to be, to be the best version of myself. And you know, you showing up here today and listening or watching uh, the Mission Driven Podcast is a good move because we are on a mission and it's so important that we fill our minds and our hearts with Christ-centered content. So feel free to stop by anytime and if you like what you're hearing, definitely subscribe. Okay, today's mission tip is let the Spirit Lead. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit y'all it's easy to let our feelings lead us how many times have you woken up early wanting to get up and work out or get up and be productive but you felt tired so you stayed in bed you let your feelings lead you. It's important that we do the right thing, that we do the Christ thing, and we let the spirit lead us. You know, as a follower of Christ, we're following Jesus. So essentially, we're following where his spirit is leading us. So how do we do this? We listen to the promptings of the spirit. Usually it's like a little tug on your heart. Um, And it's so important that we listen and obey quickly, that we don't delay. For example, I've been meaning to reach out to this friend of mine named Robert, and I have a little checklist of things I want to do each day. And I've been writing his name, like reach out to Robert, reach out to Robert. Finally, I reached out to Robert and I texted him like, hey, you have some time to chat? And he said, Joe, it's so wild. You you came up in prayer this morning and it's happened multiple times. The spirit was leading me to connect with Robert and the spirit was leading Robert to connect with me. But you won't know unless you listen to the spirit and let the spirit lead. You know, I want to encourage you to bring the spirit into your decision making, into your relationships, into your finances and your giving. Let the spirit lead in all areas of your life. So today's mission tip. Y'all gotta let the spirit lead. So cool. Okay, I'm pumped for today's episode. Did you know that this is episode number 18 and our theme is servant leadership? So up next, we got word of the day with my wife, Noelle Malendres, followed by our mission-driven guest all the way from Australia, founder of Christmas on the streets, Rose Raphael. Then a break it down with one of my tracks off of the Kingdom Come album, you don't want to miss it So keep it locked right here On the Mission Driven Podcast Servant Leadership Let's go Alright, welcome back to the Mission Driven Podcast This is word of the day With my favorite person Noel Melendrez, my wife Aww. So glad you're here
1: That's very sweet, thank you
0: Oh man, you work so hard for our family Thank you you're, you're incre- and you're making time for the podcast incredible,
1: you know? I mean, doing what I can.
0: you're, you're amazing, and I appreciate you. Um, we're gonna be jumping in. We're, our theme today is servant leadership. such a great theme, How to be a servant leader. Our reading is from Galatians six verse nine. You mind reading it for us?
1: Let us not become weary in doing good for at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Wow.
0: Let us not become weary in doing good. So we're going to break this down in uh, the SOAP method stands for scripture, observation, application and prayer. Uh, I'll start off with my observation. I love this verse. Uh, It's quick, um, but powerful and very direct in making a recommendation. Uh, I said it is not easy to always do the right thing. However, if we continue to stay the course, we will reap the harvest. And for this reason, we should never give up in doing good. Noel, what was your observation for this verse?
1: Uh what really stood out to me was at the proper time. Mm. We will reap the harvest. It's not on our timing, it's on God's timing. And a lot of times I think when we do good and we get tired, we can wonder, you know. When am I going to see, I guess, the fruits of my labor? right? And we have to remind ourselves that we have to trust God's timing in all things, including in how we do good and, and why we do that. And remember that his timing is perfect time, is the perfect timing. So we need to not give up and just hold on to that.
0: I think you brought up a very very good point. One, we're very impatient people. We live uh, in a world of, you know, remember when there was dial-up AOL and we had to wait to connect to the server. Honestly,
1: I used to <laughs> dial up go eat dinner with my family. No way. Yeah, because it would take forever to sign on AOL. Wow. You know, like the little guy would run across the
0: Yeah. Street. And you just want him to make it so to the other side. Yeah,
1: I would just type in the password. Yeah. Go eat dinner. And then I'd come back and finally AOL was like, up. You'd like hear it in the background, like welcome,
0: <laughs> you've got mail. You've got mail. Yeah, that was that was the world we used to live in. Um, but now That's it's not
1: even like it's waiting. Not, I mean, no. come on,
0: that was it's like, not even wait. True, but we live in an instant. Hey, if my phone's not turning, if my internet's not, if this isn't loading, if my Instagram feed there's a delay, what's my phone's? it's like we it's we live in yeah. We we don't know how to wait. Right. But God, a lot of times it's it's a waiting game like it's like you wait on his time and that's how we got to be but what you brought up is the tired the fatigue we get tired so we want to give up but he's saying do not become weary um and that's that's so important we keep doing good um don't become weary um we're gonna go into application right now and um you are a big fan of chip and joe from Fix Upper.
1: Yes, The Gains.
0: The Gains uh, in Waco, Texas. Shout out to the silos. Um, I went a few years back uh, for an event. We were all supposed to be there. Antoinette got sick. Sorry, you couldn't come. I know you really wanted to. Super we will bad. go back in Jesus' name. Uh, it was for an event called DCYC. So if you're listening, DCYC, we want to come back. And uh, I bought this um, keychain from the silos and it's hanging up right here and it says do good work. And I have it on my oh, that's my from car the silos. keys. It's from the silos. Oh. Yeah, do good work. And I love that. But that's like this verse. Like we need to always do good work. So I said um, that it's important for me to do good even when it's not popular or convenient or easy. Um know that it will produce good fruit if I don't give up. So I just I just want to keep doing good and not stop. What were some of your applications?
1: I guess for me, especially as a parent, I think a lot of times you can get weary.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, um, it definitely is a thankless job at times. Yeah. And, you know, I have to remember, you know, why I do what I do is because I love my children. I love my family and they're important to me. And it's not about, you know getting that instant gratification from that. And sometimes you have to be patient and sometimes things take time and sometimes you're not sure of yourself and you question things. Um, So, you know, reminding myself that, you know, not only am I doing this for my family, but you know, I do the good in my life because of Christ, because he's done so many good things for me. And, you know, to take the pressure off of myself is the most important thing. You know, you know, I need to remember that everything that I do should be and um I want it to be for Christ because he's done so much for me. And, you know, who am I that he died on a cross, you know, to give me life? Let's go. Just to kind of remember that is the reason why and it has to come from there you know that's the yeah. only way you're not going to get weary that's the only yeah. way that when you do feel weary you're going to get that surge to yep. keep going mm-hmm. and not give up mm-hmm. is if you have christ at the center because he he's the only um
0: he's the source of all power right he can give you everything he,
1: can give, he gives you everything you need he's yeah. the only way he's the way yeah right he's it he makes you whole yeah and, you know, for me personally, I know that like when I get weary, I, you know, I can, you know, drift or whatever, but you know, when I refocus and get back into God's word, it's like I get that boost of energy because I know that like, I'm just, I am consuming, you know, the word of God yeah. and that is like such,
0: you have, you have easy access to Jesus at yeah. all times. And
1: that is what gives you that it's energy.
0: Beautiful. So beautiful. I love it. Well, thanks, thanks for your time today. Uh, you're doing good work, and I appreciate you, and our whole family does. <laughs> and although you might not see the fruit in our children until they're older, and yeah, hopefully they're great children, fruit of the potty training. <laughs> <laughs> but hang in there and do not give up. Uh, um, let's go ahead and conclude with prayer. Uh, Lord Jesus, we just thank you for this time together. We ask that we may stick to the mission and do good work, even when it's not easy. Even when it's not convenient, but that we may have you in mind. And Lord, when our will comes in, starts getting us off course, we ask that we can get back on track and focus and fix our eyes on you. And that we know that what you said, that you will bring a harvest. And this harvest will be in your time and it will bear much fruit and it will be good fruit. We believe this and we pray this today. And anything Noel would like to add?
1: God. Please um, give us strength when we feel weary and remind us that you are our strength. You are our guide and that we can do all things through Christ. In Jesus name we pray.
0: Amen. That was Galatians 6, 9. Word of the day on the Mission Driven Podcast. Let's go. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) That was great. (laughs) All right, today's mission-driven guest has a heart for the homeless. She has established COTS, which stands for Christmas on the Streets. This is a movement supporting men and women experiencing homelessness and the wider community in Melbourne, Australia. Since 2016, she has served over 2,000 people with her street runs we're gonna learn all about it let's give a big mission driven welcome all the way from australia to rose Raphael. let's go hey hey joe you're here how are you
2: i'm good how are you
0: great great how's quarantine treating you
2: good it's um less intense right now that's I think fantastic Settled and um know what the go is. Places are slowly opening up. Um kids are gonna start returning to school soon. Wow. So there's there's some sort of normality, but it's still, yeah, definitely still different.
0: A lot of of hope. I know like I talked to somebody, uh, another artist um in Florida, and they said that they were like booking events in August. So I'm like, oh, that's great. I mean, maybe we'll start going out there and serving again. Yeah. That's real exciting. Um, you know, from the beginning, I mean, we have a really cool uh, story of how we met at ACYF yeah. in Australia. Um, and you just came up, I was setting up in my booth and you started talking. I was like, man, mm. this girl's anointed. And you told me uh, about uh. kind of, we're going to break it down today, but your your ministry that you you started. And so I felt called um, to really uh, name and title this episode Servant Leadership, because not only did you tell me all about... Um, cots but also you and your sister were helping me the entire conference and i'm like you don't even know me and you're serving and um you just it's so beautiful to have a heart like that and i'm i'm so thankful that god's given you um that gift and that will to serve others so just um for those that are listening now tell us a little bit about you and what 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 draws you and makes you want to serve
2: I think um, there are a lot of things, Joe, and just even like you saying that about ACYF, um, like for me, when I think of that, it was just such a fun, blessed experience. And I don't look at that and, um, you know, it doesn't, the first thing that comes to my mind isn't, oh, I did this for Joe or I served here because I think it's just something that's so normal in my life. Yeah, And Um, I think the older I'm getting, the more I question um, where that's coming from because I think growing up it was just so normal. And I've started to ask myself, you know, like why is that normal? Um, Why do some people notice that and it's not something they're used to or they haven't seen it before? And I think one part of it definitely comes from um, like our home environment. I think I grew up just seeing mum and dad constantly serving people. Um, We always had people at our house and like mum was always like, cooking food for others and making sure, you know, my friends had something to eat. And dad was like, you know, going to the neighbors when they had a leak or something like that. And it was just something that was modeled, um, I think in my parents. And then in school, like, um, like we were talking about before, I would like would go for leadership positions and stuff like that, just cause you know, I could, um, speak, you know, at assembly and not get nervous. And yeah. so I had all of these little things, Yeah, but it wasn't until, um, towards the end of high school. So about 17, 18 years old, um, where I just felt really called to just, um, serve the people that didn't have anybody serving them. And I just instantly, my heart just over time, I think just grew really passionate about people that were on the margins yeah, and, um, maybe because I loved Mother Teresa. She was like one of my biggest inspirations. And I just thought, I remember like hitting 16, 17 years old and I just wanted to be like Mother Teresa. Yeah, I was like, I'm going to go to Calcutta. And it, I had set my mind to, it. I was like, that's the only thing I'm going to do. Like I want to go to Calcutta. Um, and yeah, I think that was definitely the seed. And then until God eventually opened my eyes and made me realize that there was a need right here in my backyard. And I just remember one day, you know, hearing Mother Teresa's voice in my ears and, you know, she was just like, find your Calcutta Rose. I've got girls in Calcutta, take care of your backyard first. And that was where it all started.
0: Wow. You know, it's so beautiful what you're saying, because I think a lot of times I know personally, I felt, Hey, if if I want to serve Jesus, I have to go everywhere to serve, you know? And I felt like, Hey, I'm just staying home that I'm, I'm missing out on opportunities to make disciples of all nations but it's, it's so yeah. important of what you're saying is, no, you have to stay planted, really serve your community first before you 100%. you spread out. Um, and I I mean, it even it starts with your family, you know, like um, and then going from there. So I think that's yeah. so, so important and valuable, especially when people maybe that are listening to this that are on fire for Jesus. Maybe you just encountered the Lord and you, your heart's on fire. You're ready to go. Um, but maybe, yeah, looking around looking at your surroundings how can you get involved right here where you're planted which is so beautiful um i love it and so- what a
2: timely you know um time to you know um unpack that and explore that because so many people were messaging me during this time of like quarantine and they were saying, Rose, what do we do when we're trapped at home? Like, yeah. um, how do we serve when we're stuck inside these four walls? And I think it was such a blessing to, you know, reflect back on my experience and remember the times where I was like, oh, well, I keep telling God to use me. And I, I would always like Isaiah, you know, I was always like, send me, send me, send yeah. me. It just became my prayer for so long. And I would get so disheartened because I was like, Lord, look, I'm here and I'm like giving you my heart. And I'm just like, use me, send me, you know, send me out. And you're not. And when I think back at it now, I was like, God was just like, I'm laying this foundation for you. And there's a mission for you here, you know? Um, And yeah, I just it took me so long to realize that, but I think it's such a blessing and I think it's something we're all being pushed to discover and learn now is, you know, how can we be Christians here today? You know, how can we be servant leaders it's starting in our own homes, you know, exactly what you said being there for our family, for our neighbor, um, you know, serving online doing, we're so blessed with these opportunities, but how can we do it right here, right now? Yeah. Because I think it's such a trick, um, you know, or a little, um, it's so deceiving to think that we can't make a difference or change the world until we have a degree or we have a certain income. Yeah. I think, you know, we have everything we need right yeah. now everything. to be those servant leaders.
0: It's funny you say that because I, I, I've been thinking about that a lot like you have everything you need to serve and you know a, a lot of times with me i like technology and stuff so i look to get this tech gear once i get this camera then i can do and it's like no you have what you, you know i have the resources i need i just need to literally just buckle down and do it and i think a lot of times it's these times of you know when in quarantine you're stuck at home all of a sudden you start using things you didn't have used. You have it. It's been the shelf. It's been like in the, in the closet, whatever you pull it out. And all of a sudden like, Oh, now I'm utilizing this. I'm utilizing this. And we have so much like we, we totally do. I mean, even our phones alone, how we can, we can serve with video there. I I mean, it's, it's just amazing. The tools that we have. I know that when I, when we just, we were talking before we started recording, uh to your sister and she's taking driving lessons which is so exciting. Yeah. Um but I remember when I got a car uh it was like it was a a used 98 accord and it was almost gifted to me like like it was $8,000 were donated to like for me to purchase the car. I don't, I still don't know who did that. Praise God. Um but with that I was like, "Oh, this is a gift from God. I am serving God with this car." So like, like literally I would go and I'm 16, 17 years old and I would go and, um, I would go and serve at homeless shelters. And, um, I, w- I started a charity, like a donut charity at my school. And I would pick up like donuts three times a week and sell it at my school. And then I started, I, I mean, my mom told me to stop, but I would take like homeless people out to dinner or, or lunch. And she's like, Joe, yeah, you yeah, cannot yeah. you cannot bring homeless people in your car. But um, you know, it's like that's a thing though. I'm like, this isn't mine, it's God's. And that's the mm-hmm. truth. Everything we have is not ours. Like our lives aren't really ours. It belongs to God. So when yeah. we can we can register that in our brains, then one, we can give away more easily. You know, we don't have as much attachments. You, you know, like, th- like, yeah, yeah, this, like this computer I'm using, this is God's. this mic is God's, you know, it's like, it's so important to recognize that because that way we can, we can serve at a higher level when we know who we're working for and, yeah. you know, and what really belongs to him. Um, yeah, which is so special. And I think
2: what you were saying, Joe, it's also realizing that these things you have not only belong to God, but they have so much more value. Yeah, you know, not in terms of like how good this laptop is or how good that microphone is, but yeah. like what can I do with this? Yeah, you know how what's the potential in this? Yeah, and I think when we when we shift our mindset and our vision to look for that and notice that, the opportunities are there. Yeah the opportunities are always there, you know, and it makes you realize as well that service isn't only fruitful when it's tangible and materialistic, but service is sharing this gift of our heart, you know, Mm. and that's with us all the time. It's sharing our companionship, sharing our listening ear, sharing our love, you know, and that doesn't need anything physical. Mm -hmm. And that's why we can always be servant leaders. Like I'm so, um, Stuck on that, that you know, I I truly believe all of us have the capacity to serve and love one another because we already have it within us.
0: Yeah. Well, we're designed to be connected in community. A
2: hundred percent. We're made to be in communion. Yeah.
0: Um, I heard it said that the first problem in the world was not sin, it was loneliness. And mm. God said it's not good for man to be alone. And then he created Eve. And that's like, whoa. That's pretty powerful how we need each other, you know, like God, God designed us so that we wouldn't be alone. And, um, I, I just really want to learn about, you know, the street runs cots, how did it all evolve? Take us back to the Genesis of when this all began.
2: So the Genesis of the cot story is December, 2016, but the seeds for that moment were planted long before. So I told you, um, wrapping up from high school, I just, I was like, yep, I'm going to graduate e 12 and I'm going to go to Calcutta. Mm-hmm. And mum was like, no, you're not sit at home. You know, you go yeah. into uni first. I'm yeah. not sending my 18 year old daughter to Calcutta by herself. Right. And so I was like, all right, Lord, well, this is my desire. This is what I know you want from me because I never wanted this. You place this in my heart. I want to see how you're going to make this grow. You know, where are you going to take me with this? Because the desire was just growing, Joe. Every time I got a no, it wasn't like, oh, it was just a phase. It was just burning stronger in my heart. And so I remember donating my, it was leading up to my 17th birthday and I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to go to Calcutta, but I'm going to do something because I can't sit around and I didn't know what else to do being stuck at school and at home. And so I found an online campaign called My Charity Water based out of the states okay. and pretty much you can people can donate significant events in their life and rather than getting presents or throwing a party you set up an online page and people could pitch whatever they were going to get you for your birthday or the event on there instead wow and so I was like okay let me try this and what they did was they it took them about 17 to 18 months to build a water well in a third world country for a community that had no access to clean water Wow. And I was like, this sounds amazing. So I donated my 17th and we raised enough money to build a water well in Cambodia. It was coming up to my 18th birthday. I still hadn't done anything. And I was like, okay, I'm going to donate my birthday again. Yeah. We built a water well in Ethiopia. Wow. And then for my 19th birthday, we built our biggest water well in Mozambique. And in 17 months, you get photos and GPS coordinates of these water wells and photos of the kids drinking from the water and then I was like, "This is perfect because now Mum has to let me go. Right. These are the places I'm going to go and visit." Yeah. So it was this huge like plan that i set in my head, and it, you know, anyone that knows God knows that He can. He looks at our plan sometimes, and I just think He laughs, you know, and He says, "Oh, if only you knew what I'm actually doing." Right. And so I thought this is how it was going to pan out—that I was going to finish that 19th birthday one, and then I was going to go overseas. But during that time, while I was waiting for that 19th, Uh, birthday water well to finish building, I had started going to university. And so I'm a psychology student and I was spending more time in the city. And it was the first time my eyes were open to the reality of homelessness in Melbourne. I grew up super sheltered, super, you know, um, fortunate. And just, it wasn't something that I was maybe aware of or um, hadn't experienced before. And I just remember walking in the city like often and just looking at people on the floor. And I was just like, why I just remember thinking like to myself, how did we ever come to this? Mm. You know, why is there someone on the floor with no shoes on? Mm -hmm. Why are there people hungry in a place like Melbourne? Like I understand poverty, you know, I'm not, you know, silly in that sense, but I was just like, why do we have people in the world's most livable city sitting out here in the rain? Yeah. But then at the same time I was conflicted because I felt how on earth is anybody like me going to change this situation? Which I'm sure a
0: lot of people can relate to that. It's almost overwhelming. Like I don't, I can't do anything. So I'm just going to kind of quit before I start.
2: Yeah. And I was just like, well, if the problem's been around for so long and nobody's done it, how on earth am I going to do it? You know? Mm -hmm. And uh, I, that definitely resonated with me for a while. And then it was coming, um, so November in 2016. So it was leading up to my 20th birthday and I was like, I'm not building a water well this year. Um, I'm going to do something about this crisis in my backyard. And so I um, walked around the streets one day before this, I was going out with some of my friends and we would just go and pack little snack bags. We'd call them, we'd put like a sandwich, a banana, a juice box, and we'd go and we'd use that snack bag as an icebreaker because we didn't know how to talk to the people on the streets. Wow. So we'd sit down with them and just say, hi, my name's Rose. Um, have you eaten something today? I've got some snacks that we were just giving out. And that became our icebreaker. And over about the course of six months in 2016, I realized what I began to notice was that the people didn't really care about the snacks, Joe. They just loved seeing us walk towards them because they were Mm. like, that's the girl that's going to sit down and have a chat with us. You know, these are the kids that remember my name.
0: You know, that's so cool because a lot of times we think, oh, they just want food or money or something else. And it's actually maybe that it's important to just have a conversation.
2: Your companionship is the biggest gift you would ever give anybody. Yeah. I believe that.
0: Wow. So beautiful.
2: And so that's what started it. And then it was coming up to, so November had just passed. I just turned 20 and um, it was December. And I remember December, 2016, we've got like this, um, we call it Burke street mall in Melbourne and it's like a shopping strip pretty much. And it's just this area where we've got all of our big shopping centers. And I remember standing there and um, one of our stores, they set up like a Christmas window. And I just remember all the, all of these families gathering around and looking at the Christmas decorations and people, it was just hustle and bustle in the city, people buying their Christmas presents. And I remember just standing there looking at this street and just looking at the people sitting on the floor Mm. and the thousands of people walking past them. Mm. And I, and I, when I think about it now, I'm always like, that's when Cots was born. When wow. I stood there and I watched that moment, wow. that's when Cots was born. And I remember thinking to myself, I'm not going to go home today until I do something about this. Wow. And so I, walk- I walked up to the first person I saw that day and I sat with him and I said, Hey, sir, my name's Rose. Um, you know, just spoke to him. And I said, if I could get you your dream Christmas present this year, what would it be? And and I remember thinking, why on earth would you ask that? You know, you're going to be the green who stole Christmas. He's going to ask for something and you're not going to get it. Like, yeah. um, I was like, you're so silly. And he looked at me and he said, my dream Christmas present would be a pair of shoes because mine have holes in them. And I was like, oh, okay. And I spoke to him and I wrote it down and I asked if if this was his regular spot and he'd be sitting there, got his details. And I went on to the next person. The next person I saw, I said, hey, if I could get you your dream Christmas present, what would it be? And I spent the whole afternoon compiling this list on notes in my iPhone, just this person's name and their dream Christmas present. And the answers were different. I had people say iPods because they wanted to listen to music, like clothes, a bed. Um, But I remember the one that brought me to tears that day um, was this guy that I spoke to and I said, what would your dream Christmas present be? And I was like, you know, he could have said anything and he said, Rose, my dream Christmas present would be a bouquet of flowers for my partner because I haven't gotten her fresh flowers since we first met. Wow. And I remember hearing that just thinking, oh, my goodness, these are the people that I'm called to choose and to love. Yeah. And so I wrote it down and I went home and I had this whole list and I said, okay, 20-year-old Rose, what are you going to do with this list? And I sat in my room and I created an event on Facebook and I called it Christmas on the Streets. I posted those presents on there, invited as many people as I could. And I said, whoever wants to help me, help me get these presents. We're going to go out the Sunday before Christmas and give them out to the people in the streets of Melbourne.
0: Incredible.
2: And I was like, God, if you give me two people, I'm going to do it. If I have to drag my siblings out with me, we're going to do it. But I'm making this happen. And so we set the date, December 16th, uh, December 18th, 2016. My house ended up looking like a shelter. People were striving past, dropping off clothes, anything Whoa. I posted, people were going above and beyond donating. Um, people were chipping in for anything we needed. We spent uh, one of my friends lent me his gym, and we went there the night before and packed everything. We wrapped everything, labeled everything, oh loaded vans. Goodness. We got to the city on the 18th of December, and there was just under a hundred people waiting for me there. Some people I didn't know, some people I knew, and they were like, we're the volunteers that are, like, going to help you today. What are we going to do? No way. Yeah, and I remember standing on the stairs and I was like, what on earth have you done? Like, what are you going to do with this? Like, I no idea. I'd never done anything like it before. Totally flipped it. I was like, all right, like, we're going to get in two groups and you guys are going to go this way and you guys are going to go this way and we just set up and that was the first ever street run, but obviously it wasn't called that, you know? So that happened. We did it. It was probably the best day of my life Um, spent the whole afternoon giving out all of these Christmas presents. Um, people wearing like Santa hats and it was just the best. I got home that day and I was like, all right. The first thought that came to my head, Joe, was now I'm finally going to go to Calcutta. Like I did my part here. <laughs> it was what? still there. It oh was still gosh. there.
0: It's so funny.
2: But then January came around, Feb came around and people were just messaging me, you know, Rose, when are you going out again? Are you doing that event again? I've just cleaned out my closet. Can I give you some of my new clothes? And I was like, I was just um, pointing people over to like different charities I knew. I was like, oh, go donate to this shelter or Mm -hmm. this place is taking volunteers. And then one of my friends one day was like, Rose, what if this is it? Like, you know, you've wanted to do this for so long. What if this is it? And I was like, oh, don't be silly. I don't know how to start a charity. What am I going to call it? Yeah. And, yeah, so that that just was another building block in the story and eventually I was just like, I think it was like Feb March after that December event and I was like, you know, I'm just going to call it Christmas on the streets because I can't think of anything else and we're going to spread the joy of Christmas every single day, every mm. time we go out. Mm. It abbreviated nicely. We got our slogan, Homeless Not Hopeless, from one of the first ever men we helped get off the streets, um, Luke, and his sign read, I'm homeless, but I'm hopeful. Mm. And we always told Luke that it was because he had hope that he could change his life around. And so that became our motto. Wow. And yeah, the rest is history. Cots just continues to grow and be blessed and yeah, praise God.
0: Incredible. And so how often do you now do street runs? And then, I mean, I was in, we were in Perth and you did a street run in Perth and you're not even from Perth. So you're doing street runs in different areas that you visit or what does that look like?
2: Yeah, so we do weekly street runs in Melbourne now. So every week, sometimes two times a week, uh, we put groups together and we walk the streets of the CBD and we hand out um, essential items. So food, clothes, uh, sanitary packs, sleeping bags, blankets, phone credit, anything like that to the men and women we meet on the streets. For our friends that were once on the streets and are now in motels, we, you know, do online grocery shopping for them or we touch base with them and see if they need a lift to their next appointment or see how they're going on their waiting lists. And so that's what we do in Melbourne. We have two annual events every year. So every December we still do our Christmas Day event with the Christmas presents. Um, Sometimes, like last year, it was a big barbecue in a park and everybody got their Christmas presents there. And every July I have our Cots Winter event. So we book a haul every July, Joe, and we invite all of our friends indoors and all of our friends receive. I get all my mates that are barbers to come down and they give haircuts and makeovers. Wow. A chef comes down and cooks hot meals for everybody. Counselors come down and have chats with people. We set up like board games. We have uh, shower buses come outside and washing machines. And it's um, called the Cots winter event. And it's a day where everybody is inside from the cold. And cause that's our winter in July. So it's a Christmas in July event. Wow. And that's Melbourne. And we've done street runs now in Sydney, in Perth, in where else in Canberra, um, Gold Coast, we've had people go and represent COTS. You know, people have gone to Europe, some of our volunteers and they've done a random street run there. Um, people in the United States, I've got like some people that follow COTS um, in Washington DC and they do some street runs. Um, I've gone to Nepal and done a street run there in Nepal. Um, but yeah, people have just carried the movement everywhere. And uh, we do have plans to go um, yeah, all over the world now because we've just seen that the need's there. But yeah, that's where we're at right now.
0: Well, do you know I love? I love one, that it was so organic. And like, yeah. like you typing in, I'm going to title it Christmas on the Streets. And you walking up to that man and, and you asking him, Th- those lines that you said, that was spirit-led, you know? And I yeah. think that's something that's so important is that we really let the spirit navigate any ministry that we are a part of or that God will start or birth in our lives. And uh, that's, sometimes we don't have to overthink it. We just have to listen to the spirit and you, you committed like that day, you were like, I'm doing something now. And that shifted everything. I think when you can make that decision, regardless of what could be working against you or what's possible or what you think is not possible, you making that decision will allow you know, the doors to open to the opportunities to serve, which is super powerful. I love it. Because when
2: I think of it, I was like, that was so not me. Yeah, Like it's not in my nature to just go up to somebody and be like, what do you want for Christmas? If I hadn't planned it out, cause I'm such a perfectionist, you know? And, but yeah, exactly what you said, looking back, there definitely was some, you know, Holy spirit moving there. It had to be because And I've always said this, Joe, and I'm not just saying this to be like, oh, she sounds like a good Christian. Give her a pat on the back at all. But I truly believe that Cots isn't mine. Like it truly belongs to God. Right. Because every time I try to do something for Cots or get too controlling or possessive over it, it doesn't work. But as soon as I surrender it and I'm like, I don't know how to make this work. God just provides Joe. And it's so much better when he's in control. Yeah. So much better.
0: Yeah. This uh, scripture verse that my wife and I memorized uh, last week. It was uh, John 15, five, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. And apart yeah. from me, you can do nothing. And I love the concept of you will know by the fruit, right? This, like Cots was bearing good fruit from the jump because people, like you said, your your living room looks like a shelter. All of a sudden people are donating this doesn't just happen. Like God can make uh, abundant and blessed and massive opportunities occur like that. Like I was listening to a meditation today saying, you know, um, God is a, a mountain maker. He made mountains with a word, you know, like that's the God that we serve. So yeah. the fruit that that I'm seeing from Kotz is just so good. And, and I encourage people that, you know, I love it how people have used your model and they've done it in different areas and different locations. People listening right now, you can use the COTS model. You can do a street, and you can even reach out to Rose, you know, but that's the thing. It's like, it just starts with an idea, a concept, and then more courage than anything to just go and serve and to be, you know, the hands and feet of Jesus, which that's, I think we need to almost, we need to be in disguise as Jesus, you know, like, Yes, we are ourselves, but we want people to see Jesus with our interactions, what we say, which is not easy, but we have to step out so God can step in and really say, oh, that really wasn't me. Oh, that was probably God, you know, moving. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Mother Teresa
2: was so good at that, Joe, you know, she was like, when I, when I go and take care of the leper, I'm not taking care of the leper. Like I'm, I'm taking care of Jesus. I'm yeah. washing Jesus and mm. I'm hugging Jesus. And mm. she could just see God in everybody. And I think if we struggle with the concept of, Oh, I don't know how to stay open or I can't step out and let God step in or, you know, I'm not, I'm not at that stage in my life. It's like, okay, but then start to look for Jesus in the other person. Yeah. You know, and, and I'm such a big believer of that, the whole, we're not the church by going to mass and sitting in the front pews and knowing our prayers and our scripture that yeah, that's good, but it doesn't mean anything. If we then don't go and be the scripture, you know, don't go and live it out and be the hands and feet of God, because I don't need Jesus to come down from heaven with all his angels and all the saints to go and feed the homeless. I've got two hands and I've got two feet and I can feed them.
0: Wow. You know, yeah.
2: we don't need Jesus to come down and fix those problems while we sit here in our pews and point the finger at God and be like, where are you? There are people starving and they're hungry. He's looking at me like, I've given you everything you need yes. to feed them. Yes. Go and feed my sheep. Yes, like, And that's what it's all about.
0: And even in like quarantine, I don't know about you, but I felt like, hey, I don't want to waste food anymore. Like I want <laughs> to maximize what's in our fridge. And, you know, a lot of times, yeah, you have extra stuff. You can easily, hey, you have a box of granola bars. You split that up. You give, you keep in your car. Like I know my friend, um, she would make like uh, survival kits that she'd keep: yeah. Gatorade, you know, um, a granola bar, like a, you know, a shampoo, a sanitizer, whatever, and just hand it out to homeless people. But she just, there's an idea. She prepped. We can do that stuff. Um, I love it. Yeah. It's so good.
2: And and not everybody can like some people, you know, have supported the COTS movement so much by never coming out physically with us. Like mm-hmm. we had, like I was talking about before, my friends that are barbers, they can't come out on the street runs with me, you know, but they're like, Rose, that day you need us. We mm-hmm. don't have the money to donate stuff. We can't, you know, come out and promote this or do this, but we have a gift of cutting hair. How can I use that yep. to make a difference? Totally. Love my it. friend who's a chef, you know, he's like, Oh, I'm busy. I work all the time. I'm i I, I don't feel really confident sitting and speaking with people. Can I just cook meals? Yeah. My friend that knows how to use Photoshop. She's like, Rose, you don't know how to use Photoshop. Let me design your jumpers for you. Yes. We all have a gift joke. Yeah. If we tap into that gift and then use it to make a difference, that's how we change the world. I, I truly believe that's that's how we change the world.
0: That's that's a quote right there. Fantastic. It's powerful. <laughs> Rose, you're here. I'm so glad coming all the way from Australia. This is fun. This is great. Praise the Lord. Um, is there a certain scripture story that you love that, you know, you cling to that really has impacted you?
2: I think, um, definitely, um, in the gospel of Matthew, um, where, you know, Jesus just talks about when you give the person the clothes, you give it to me when you visit them in prison, you visited Mm -hmm. me. When you give somebody a drink, you know, I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. Yeah. Um, that's always been, I think that's my vision. And every yeah. time things get tough or I forget why I do what I do, I just read that. And I'm like, this is exactly why I do what
0: I do. Powerful.
2: Um, because yeah, Jesus is there on the streets and I want to go see him. So
0: man, that's, that's so my good. Birth. Whatever you've done for the least of my brothers and sisters, you've done for me, right? It's for me. So good. Amen. So good. Um, well, so glad you're here. If you could have the world listening to you right now and you could tell them one thing, what would you tell them?
2: We belong to one another, and we have everything we need to make the world a better place. Let's Starting go. Starting today. <laughs>
0: Let's go. That's so good. So good. So I want you to just declare some future. Like, wh- where do you want Cots to go? Like, I know that when I was in in Perth and we were talking, you were saying, "Hey, hopefully coming to you know LA." collaborating with, you know, maybe the NBA once they're yeah. off lockdown, you know, so what, what are some declarations? Go ahead, drop it right now. What what are your hopes for the future of COTS?
2: Um, we're definitely going to come to the United States. I'm putting that out there. Um, that's going to happen. And, uh, COTS will definitely have a shelter starting in Melbourne city one day, a place where like, I just, I have this vision of this place that's safe and full of love and that people in need can step in knowing there'll be a person to talk to a meal to grab and a place to lay their head. That place will be built one day and I'm declaring it right now. So in Jesus name,
0: let's go. I'm excited. I want to come out for the grand opening. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Oh man, I'm, I'm pumped. I'm pumped. So, um, you know, God's definitely given you a mission right now. And this is the mission driven podcast. It's this inspired by go make disciples of all nations. But I love talking to people with specific missions and God has definitely given you a specific mission right now with your heart for the homeless, your servant leadership. Um, for people that are listening now, they're like, hey, you know, we we want to support Rose. Maybe you want to support Cots financially, different things like that. They want to pray for you. How can they get in touch? What's the best way?
2: So on Instagram and Facebook, we are Christmas on the streets. Our website is www.christmasonthestreets.com. There is an ask page there. If you'd like to contact us there, the emails will come straight to me and I'd love to hear from you. Um, we're dropping our new apparel line really soon. And, yeah. Um, And that'll be shipping worldwide. So if anyone's listening from overseas and wants to support, that's a great way because every single cent goes directly back into the movement supporting men and women who are homeless. Um, Our entire team is volunteer run, so we have no paid staff, and every cent goes directly back into the movement. So that's an amazing way to donate because you get something beautiful in return and you can rep our staff all over the world. And um, yeah, if you're listening to this and the biggest thing, you know, your prayers are amazing and the financial donations are amazing. But I just hope if there's anything you take out of this, just go into your rooms and tap into what your gift is and just ask yourself and ask God to help you find how you can use that gift to make the world a better place. Because I can't feed everyone, but if all of us feed one person, no one will be hungry. So that's the biggest thing you can do if you wanted to support me
0: so so powerful thank you so much for being here today before you go we've got some fun we got some rapid fire questions okay so the first thing that comes to mind this is fun fun stuff okay okay rapid fire questions with rose from cots here we go favorite flavor ice cream uh caramel favorite color black musical artist you admire tupac Really? That's awesome. I love Tupac. Yeah. Um, favorite movie ever.
2: Ooh. Favorite movie ever. Same kind of different as me. Watch it, Joe.
0: Ooh. Okay. I'll, I'll write it down. Um, yeah. a book that's greatly impacted you.
2: Um, tattoos on the heart by father G from homeboy industries.
0: What a guy. Um, what inspires you?
2: Um, my friends on the streets
0: love it. favorite TV show.
2: Uh, prison break
0: such a good show, right? Um, if you could have a superhero power, what would it be?
2: Mm, to fly
0: favorite fruit pineapple life goal
2: to Build that
0: shelter. Finish the sentence. God is.
2: So close.
0: Rose, thanks so much for being here on the Mission Driven podcast. You are truly an example of servant leadership. We're so grateful for you. We're going to be praying for you. So stay tuned for all the great things that uh, Rose is going to do, that other people are going to do because they're inspired by this COTS movement. We're praying for you. God bless you. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Rose Raphael. Let's go.
2: Thanks so much, Joe. Thanks for listening, everyone.
0: Peace. Yay. All right. Welcome back to the Mission Driven podcast. Are you having a good time so far? I hope so. This is one of my favorite segments of the show called Break It Down, where I talk to you about a song. And in this case, it's one of my songs. And this song is called. The best. I was actually inspired by uh, this author named Matthew Kelly, who often talks about being the best version of yourself. And so I wrote this, I want to say in 2013, 2014, uh, it launched with my album kingdom come in 2014. And my friend, uh, Kristen Sony, she sings on the chorus. And I remember I wrote the chorus sitting in uh, an adoration chapel on a retreat in Santa Barbara, and the, the chorus that came to me was believe that you can be the best version of yourself. And uh, you got to believe you got to believe that you can because God's calling you higher. He wants you uh, to be the best that you can be. Um, so this is one of my favorite tracks on the Kingdom Come album. And it's really like an anthem so that we can rise to the occasion and be the best because sometimes we got to look deep inside. You know, we, we're, we're, we're talk, talking this episode about leading, how to be a servant leader. Well, leaders are always seeking to grow and, you know, become teachable and to, to not say, I know everything. But if you really want to be the best, you got to look deep inside. And I, I've had to look deep inside of myself from getting married to, you know, being a father to being a full time minister. Um, we always need to reflect to say, how can we improve God? And you got to let the spirit lead the way. So this song, I hope you enjoy it. it's called "The Best" featuring Kristen, Sony and and E off of the Kingdom Come album Enjoy Maybe it's
3: me maybe I need to take a deeper look at who I want to be, maybe I'm good or better than I think, maybe I'm not, so maybe I'll sink, uh, not today, not with these dreams, I've come too far to forget what I mean, I mean, God made me, every part of my being, I am his creation, and he is my king, with God, there are no limits, I know, I've grown up with it, he provides everything, he goes, and I go with him, with God, nothing's missing, complete, you know he's risen, so I live to shed the gifts, I've so kindly been given, This is not a competition, more like a team witness So if we enter ready, we are already winning So go and stop the sinning, you are no longer ignorant Crisis called us to be the best and start living Believe that you can Dreaming and dreaming and becoming If you are anybody, you are more than something It's time to wake up, for the kingdom is coming Prepare the way God's freedom is running uh, I dare you to say something Something that's loving You can change the world with your words If you want to activate faith Pray is not scared in this culture that's buzz The biggest challenge is to be in it, not of it. Choose life over death. Trust me, you'll love it. Live to tell the rest. Live till you're the best. Live to get to heaven and bring everyone else. Yes, that's my motto. What are we living for? If God, we don't follow. What are we dying for? If we live so hollow. Live to die no more. Forever we'll follow. Believe that you can. Are telling lies, but my eyes are speaking the truth Weaknesses arise as soon as I step out the booth Walk outside in my disguise, but I know y'all see it too Lord, in all reality, they should be seeing you But they'll never love me if I let them see into My brokenness, my secrets that I try to hide from you I might be in a mess that even God cannot undo Child, do not despair, my grace will be enough for you Let me brighten up your darkness, raise you up out of your tomb My beautiful creation, I could never forget you You're invited to my kingdom, see the things my love can do Uh the lame walk, the blind see The weak are made strong and the strong made weak The first will all be last and the poor will all be blessed Live in me and child, you will be the best Believe that you can I not return a prize. I motivated to be the best in this life
0: Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's our show. Thanks so much for tuning in to the mission driven podcast. Hope you gained something from this episode. Special thank you to Rose Raphael for being our mission driven guest, as well as my wife, Noel Melendres for word of the day. Such a good word, Galatians 6, verse 9. Also, feel free to stream my song The Best featuring Kristen Sony and And E wherever you stream music, it's a jam. If you have any questions you'd like to reach out to me personally, email me, joe at joemelendrez.com or feel free to check out my website, joemelendrez.com forward slash podcast and you can submit there. If you haven't already followed me on Instagram and Twitter, my handle's at joemelendrez and I release a new video every week on YouTube, so make sure to subscribe there as well for inspiration. Oh, and if you like today's episode, please feel free to rate, share, comment, subscribe. It really helps so much to get the word out. So until next time, God loves you and stay mission driven. Peace.